women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. Dear, dear, we have come to the last place of the year. It's unique, it's special, and we certainly want to use it to the fullest. This is the Shabbos. This is the Shabbos that contains, well, Rosh Hashanah, because the Shabbos before always contains the next Shabbos. Let's look at it, let's review, let's remember, and let's care. So I'm going to share. Many of you have been, and you know, that we had our children with us. We had our children with us from Beijing, we had our children with us from Mauritius, and they were, well, we don't want to use the word stuck here, because they were brought here, because a hand of them brings and keeps until the moment. However, they were here. They were here for all that time. Reggie, I have a terrible echo, and it's not going away. Thank you. <coughs> so this past Sunday, something shifted in our family, and Hashem opened the doors for our children to go back to Mauritius. This was a culmination of many, many months of trying. And anyone who's been involved in this type of attempt to be repatriated or has family or knows of this or people who at the last minute have not been able to take the scheduled flight for whatever reason, a COVID test, a positive, which was a false positive, and on and on and on. People have been waiting for months. And at the last moment, the doors closed to them. People who expected to go, but then the flight was going to be leaving on Friday or Shabbos. And our children went through so much of that. On this past Sunday, saw them go through all of the red tape, which the airports are now. And they arrived on Sunday night in Mauritius. Our children, our daughter was here from the 17th of March. Away from home, away from work, away from what we call the Mekoim Hashlichus, their place of mission, their place where they serve the Jewish community. But we do need to know that wherever we are is our exact place of Shlichus at that moment. And so... At the same time as trying to get home, indeed, they were trying to use the time here to please Hashem. We didn't complain. We had the children here. And these things may not be easy. Suddenly, an old granny and grandpa, a great-grandfather and great-grandmother, are young parents again. <coughs> but they left on Sunday. There was an adjustment. And they are now in quarantine 
and please God, after Rosh Hashanah, we'll go home. But our other children from Beijing, our daughter who was away from home from January, having gone to New York to participate in the conference of the women emissaries, they got home last night. After months and months of being in South Africa, and then traveling to Israel because that's where the Chinese consulate was open and spending two months there. And eventually, after two weeks of quarantine in Shanghai, their personal interim redemption took place. And in a moment, from exile to redemption, in a moment, going forward, we'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. How did it all happen? Our children in Beijing are preparing for Shabbos. They haven't been home. She hasn't been home since January. She went to her school this morning. And for six children, she started school. How many parents were waiting? Not all of them could wait. Others put their children in other schools. They went back to their Chabad house, their shul, to clean, to open, to set up the kitchen, to try and cook, get ready. Perhaps there'll be a minion tomorrow. It's a new beginning. This year caught us unprepared. This year was a year that Hashem prepared as he does everything else. This is not the work of man. This is a godly act. And he put us into a situation, and we have to ask ourselves, how did I do? But it's not too late, because this Shabbos is perhaps going to be the most important Shabbos of the entire year. It is going to be the Shabbos that we will fill to the very brim. It's going to be an incredible, incredible Shabbos because this is what we're going to think. There is no moment more vital than this one. There is no space more crucial than the one in which I stand now. There is no act more powerful than the act that Hashem has empowered me to do at this moment. From this moment, from this place, from this action, the entire world will be transformed. Let's empower ourselves. And let's examine what exactly has the difficulty produced. There's no doubt that the difficulty has produced an increase of Torah study. Unprecedented amount of Shirim in our homes. No question about it. The desire to share with others. The desire for others to also benefit and be uplifted. This Shabbos culminates the entire year of the Torah study that has been added. There has been an increase in unity, especially through prayer. How many people have been prayed for 
on Tehillim WhatsApp groups. How many people's lives have miraculously turned around as a result, a direct result of people's involvement. And we might think, who am I? What does my word help? But we have to look at prayer as water. And water, drop by drop, when we persist, ultimately becomes a flowing river, a gushing stream, particularly when it is joined with the drops of others. And these drops were drops of tears and determination. When again this week, dear people got ill, WhatsApp groups sprung up, and the amount of action through prayer, the amount of prayer that made each one of us discover all over again the power of Tehillim. It's the unity. We've been squeezed and we have emerged. This is the Shabbos to celebrate that. This is the Shabbos to know that whatever we've done before is working and we must fill ourselves with the resolve to do more, to continue, to study more, to pray more, and to share these great mitzvahs, this great knowledge, this great awareness. That's how you spread light in God's world. So this Shabbos, the last Shabbos of the year, not only culminates the year that was, a year, well, Shabbos will be a time to reflect on all those good things that were achieved under difficulty. Not everybody is able to tell the same tale, but everybody is able to testify how much goodness has emerged from the difficulty. And people are feeling that we've turned a corner. We certainly have. Every hour is a chance for change. In fact, we're told that every hour, the old energy goes back and a new energy comes down. <laughs> there are 12 units in the daytime and 12 units or hours in the nighttime. And these 24 each has a different energy. And each one is a gift. It's a new start. How much more so each day when the sun rises again or the sun sets? How much more so each week? Shabbos is coming. And of course we know how much more so the gift of the new year. Each one comes along with a tremendous, tremendous energy. People are responding. People are suffering. But they're not getting stuck in their suffering. Overwhelming amounts of people are drawing together to think of the other. What can I give someone else? My psalm of Tehillim. My inspirational thought of Tyra. Or to get them to share what I'm enjoying. And then there's that incredible bottom line of caring from your pocket. Caring with your words, caring 
with incredible, incredible concern for the welfare of the other, material, spiritual, emotional, social, mental, health. These are the things that have been so crystallized for us at this time. (coughs) And this is the Shabbos to reflect on the power of these things. I am where I am because Hashem has put me there. Me, in this space, and brought things to me that I have the power to act on, to improve, to change in someone else's life. And of course, when I do that, who benefits the most? In truth, I do. And the world around me does. There's no moment like now. You're listening to Conversations with Meshi only on 101.9 High FM. Looking for Rosh Hashanah. The gourmet grocer at Voodoo Lily, together with Ort Jet, will be holding their first Rosh Hashanah gift market this Sunday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You will find a large range of artisanal, artisanal, bespoke and locally made delicious kosher products, challah covers, kosher wines, fresh produce, organic produce, even dog treats that are kosher. Hmm. All the special things that add to a sweet new year. That's the Gourmet Grocer Rosh Hashanah Market this Sunday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Find the Gourmet Grocer at Voodoo Lily, 64 Renrose Avenue, Birdhaven. 64 Renrose Avenue, Birdhaven. The Gourmet Grocer wishes you a healthy, sweet, and prosperous new year. And I wish you all that even before the year comes in, we can all be there to welcome Mashiach. So much has happened. So much has happened to actually refine us, advance us, certainly to make us closer. Let's examine one of them. One of them is the mask. Since everything is with divine providence, let's ask ourselves, What is the spiritual meaning, perhaps, of this mask? What does the mask do? What does it cause? Well, I know for me, it's hard to breathe. And it's hard to speak, because when you speak, you need to breathe. And it also makes you look deeply at the other to see who is that person. It's a stopgap measure. It makes us more deliberate, not so impulsive. You know, the joke that's going around about the guy who says to his wife, the second time I brought the wrong kid home from school, these masks are really difficult. (coughs) We need to understand the divine providence in each and every detail that Hashem has orchestrated. And the masks help, obviously, We're not able to gossip about others that easily. We're stopped in our tracks and given a chance to think and reflect, slow down, 
and not to just react. But the mask also says, I care. Because mostly you know why I wear a mask. Because I want to protect you. That shift from an I generation, from an I am generation, from a me generation to you is an incredible, incredible gift. It's the shift that's a gift. That's why God created us. If we look throughout history, what are we here for? We are here to serve God through serving man. We are here to connect with the creator through being loving to one another. And whenever in history there's been a crisis, it's been about that. It's been about caring too much about myself, not caring enough about the other, to the point where I lose perspective and we have something like Noah's flood. We have something like slavery in Egypt. We have something like, well, it's throughout history. When we care for each other and nurture each other, we become royal. We become princely. We become nurtured. And unfortunately, in our times, when it's been about me, I need more. But what are these mores that I need? And whom am I impressing? More possessions, more clothing, more money. More homes, more money. More cars, more money. That education, that trip, that object. Wait a minute. Ultimately, we are all God's children. Ultimately, it's the basics that matter. Ultimately, it's the wisdom of the previous generations of people who've lived longer to tell us that the basic thing that will ensure not only survival, but thriving is when we stand together. There are things in the world that we call big things. And we need to get a perspective on them. The big things are really the small things, the things we do have control over. Remember that story about the guy who's telling his friend, you know, in our relationship, I take care of the big things. My wife, she takes care of the small things. The guy said, really? I mean, that's unbelievable. He said, what do you mean? He says, well, I take care of what the, the, um, what I think should happen in the 2020 elections in America, what I think should happen with getting a coronavirus vaccine, what I think should happen with how the government should feed the people, what I think should happen with the economy, what I think should happen. Oh. Amazing. And what does your wife take care of? Oh, she decides um, where the kids should go to school, where we should live, the car we should drive, where we should um, go on vacation and so on. You know, the small things are family things, but I decide the international things. <clears throat> we need to remember we have no control over most things. We need to use our energy 
and put it into the things that will make a difference. So on this Shabbos, we're going to ask ourselves, what do I have control over? I have control over myself. Hashem has given me the ability. And Moshe Rabbeinu, from the beginning of the Sefer, the book of Devarim, the book of Deuteronomy, is preparing us for Rosh Hashanah. He speaks to us about the Shema Yisrael. God is one. He speaks to us about loving God via Hafta. He speaks to us about learning from the past. He speaks to us about the gateways that we need to protect. He speaks to us about going out to war. These are the parshas that we've been speaking about. And spiritually, what do they mean? Let's speak about the unity of God that we explore in prayer, coming close to God and the realization that ain oid milvadoi, there is no one, there is nothing besides him. He directs everything, big and small, where we should go on vacation as well as when the vaccine will be available. This is bigger than us. We need to make sure that we nurture ourselves and each other. We need to make sure as well that we have control over the things that Hashem has put into our hands. So what are those things? (coughs) In the parish of three weeks ago, there's the gateways. The gateways of the city. Well, man is called a small city. And what are the gateways? Hmm. Some of them are our eyes. We have to be careful. Who comes in? What comes in? Where we look? And what goes out? Where do we look? Because what we see becomes permanently imprinted on our minds. And even though we didn't notice that we saw it, it will affect us. These days we're not wearing masks on our eyes, but we need to think about that. Our ears, the things we listen to, not only about people, but about events. What are the things that are shaping our thinking? Are the things that we see and the things that we hear? And we have a responsibility to put gates on those. And to guard ourselves against what comes in. The media, full of half-truths or less than half-truths, seem to shape the way we feel, what we feel, what we love, what we fear, (coughs) and so so on and so forth. And then the mouth, what goes out, what comes in, our speech, our prayer, our Torah study, our words of consolation, and the kosher food that we're careful with. All of this refines and sensitizes us. What about our hands? What do we give? What do we take? What do we do with our hands? Do we do mitzvahs? Do we wash them? Wash them ritually and wash them to protect ourselves and others. Where do we touch? Do we touch what belongs to us and nurture it? Or God forbid... Touch what doesn't belong to us. 
which down the line causes disaster, God forbid. And our legs, where do we go? Where do we refrain from going? But these days, a lot comes in through our eyes and our ears. And once we understand, we can go to war. Go to war against the enemies from within. Those voices that try and destroy. The evil inclination. It breaks us down. It erodes us. But we'll get there. Moshe says, Ki savoy. Tavoy, you will come. How will it all happen? So the parsha that's prepared for the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah is our parsha, Nitzavim. Nitzavim means you stand. What does it mean to stand? To stand firmly, unafraid, on the day of judgment, Hayoim, that great day. How do we prepare for Rosh Hashanah? Well, we have been preparing, and we are nearly there. Here we are, days before Rosh Hashanah. We have a chance to fill ourselves with positive action. And the bottom line, loving the other. <coughs> of course, the question is, what is greater, love of God or love of man? And there was a Hasidic Fabrengen, we've spoken about it. And the Hasidim of the Alter Rebbe were discussing it. One stood up, raised his cup and said, Holy Brotherhood, bless me that I should truly love God. And they blessed him. And a bit later, I think it was the Rebbe's son who stood up and said, Holy Brotherhood, bless me that I should love the other. And at some stage, they were able to ask the Rebbe, which one is greater, love of God or love of man? And he quoted what we read in the parsha not so long ago. You are children unto the Lord your God. Love what the beloved loves. Love of a fellow is greater and includes love of God. How do you love God? Can you hold him? Can you pay him? Can you reach him? Can you bring him a nice cake? You love God by loving his children. And how do you love his children? How do you care about them? The first thing is you have to see them. You have to understand what they are. And of course, I'm always reminded of the special privilege that my husband and I had before we got married. And the Rebbe told us in reply to our request for a blessing that we have a warm home. Those words that we are still unpacking, those incredibly, incredibly applicable words to every situation. And what you ask, said the Rebbe, about having a warm home, see to make it warm for the other. And it will inevitably be warm for you. 
And then he added, as it is written, a mitzvah is a candle and Torah is light. What was he saying? He was saying we all want to be happy. We all want to feel warm inside. And it's not going to come to us through having more money or more food or less worries, as it were. We always say, you know, if only I were healthier, if only I had this. Or and then what happens when we get our wish? We have another list, another wish list. Instead, start now. We are empowered at this moment, in this place, with this incredible, incredible teaching. See to make it warm for the other. And it will be warm for you. How do you see with your eyes? So that means that you have to first see the other. And to see the other, the basic rule in the Torah is, and you shall love the other as yourself. So first see yourself. Go within and ask yourself, what do I love for myself? What do I need? What do I want? And see to make it warm for the other. The other, after you've looked at yourself. And we always say, see to make it warm for the other. Hashem is the other. That's our partner. How do we do it? Love what the beloved one loves. It is something amazing that we are empowered to do. It's not too far from us, as Moshe says in the parasha. It's not in the heavens. But you'll say, who's going to take us up there to get it done? It's not across the sea. It's not beyond us. Because wherever he's put us, he's equipped us with the ability to actually carry through. We've got the gifts. We have the strength. Nobody can say, I can't. They might need clarification. They might need to phone their rabbi and say, Rabbi, please give me a bit of direction, clarity. I know that if God put me into this position, I must have the ability to do it, but I need a little bit of objectivity here. So the Parsha this week, the Parsha we always read before Rosh Hashanah, Atem Nitzavim, you are standing on this day, all of you, from the heads of the nation down to your wood choppers and your water drawers from the people of greater intellect and sophistication all the way down to the simplest people. And I say, just compare it to a bundle of reeds. Bundle of reeds. Thin reeds. When they are a bundle, nobody can break them. But God forbid, if you take one out, maybe even a baby can break it. And the other danger with the reeds, and that's each one of us, is we often get a crack. And that crack can, God forbid, lead to being broken. But if we're bundled with the others, not only are we protected, but it gives us a chance to heal The behavior is what it's about. The unity. The behavior trains and refines us. The prayer, the Torah, and the mitzvahs, that's the behavior. Torah incorporates everything. We're told that God...
created the Torah and then created the world. So the Torah is the blueprint for the world. And anything in the Torah is the guide for real life, for happy life, for insight and inspiration. The Torah tells us you stand unified on this day. And I say, just tell us, Hayom, the day is Rosh Hashanah. What will give us a good verdict on the day of judgment? Unity. We have so many goals. How do we attain these goals? Perspective starts with unity. Rosh Hashanah is the birthday of the world, but it's actually the sixth day of creation, the birthday of man. Man completes the world. How? He, create, he completes the world by emulating his creator. Each one of us has the ability, just as God is compassionate, to be compassionate, just as God is kind, to be kind. These are the abilities he's put into us. And he's waiting for us to give it out. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker, as you can hear. Back with you on Fire FM on this last Shabbos of the year. We have come to a great place. We've achieved a lot. Do not underestimate how much we have achieved. We've got to review and we've got to resolve because so much good has happened. We have to realize that we're coming to the end of a difficult chapter and use Shabbos and fill Shabbos with the resolve that whatever gifts God gives us, we're going to build his world with joy and determination, beginning with building ourselves as Jews through Torah study, through prayer and acts of good of goodness, mitzvahs. In fact, building ourselves is essential before we can build others. But it's not that we have to wait. As we're nurturing ourselves with inspirational words of Torah, we have to share it with others. As we are discovering the sweetness in prayer, tell someone else what you've discovered. And, of course, to give to others. You might phone someone today and say, this is what time candle lighting is. We're going to light our candles by 541. You might phone someone else and say, have you put on tefillin today? That's called sharing. And there's another interesting thing. In addition to having added Psalm 27 from the beginning of this month, and on every weekday, having the possibility to listen to the sound of the shofar. There are three psalms that we've added in so that we will ultimately arrive at Yom Kippur with only 36 left and we'll finish it by the end of Yom Kippur. But in addition to that, this past week, this past Monday, was Chai Elul, the 18th of Elul. And the teaching is that from the 18th of Elul until Rosh Hashanah, 12 days, which correspond to the 12 months of the year, are in place. And every day 
is a chance to reflect and repair one of the months that has passed. So today would correspond to the month of Shvat. And we know in Shvat, we have the New Year of the Trees. And so perhaps today, what we have to reflect on is how much have we grown? Have I grown this year in the amount that I can grow? And to do Teshuva, in other words, to go within and to repair and to say, no, I can grow more. And to decide that in the days left, I am going to grow in the areas that I know I need to grow in. A bit more Torah study, a bit more prayer, a bit more reaching out to others, taking on an extra mitzvah, perfecting a mitzvah that we already do. And tomorrow will correspond to the month of Adar, the month of Purim. We have to examine our joy. Is our joy, our gratitude, our realization that Hashem is with us, have we done it properly this year? Tomorrow is a special day to repair that. And the next day, Sunday, corresponding to the 24th day of the month of Elul, well, Pesach is in Nisan. How liberated have we become? And to examine where we're still stuck and to be determined to repair so that we come to the new year having truly left behind the things that restrict us. And then we'll come to the 25th day of Elul. That's going to be Monday. And it's going to be the month of Iyar, the month in which we count the Omer every single day. It's about refining ourselves step by step. It's about pacing ourselves, but making sure that no day passes without some shift. And the next day, the Tuesday, that would be the 26th day, corresponding to the month of Sivan, the month of the giving of the Torah. Am I accepting the Torah? Do I have the unity that the Jews had when they stood at Sinai getting ready to receive from Hashem? I am a Jew, Jewish pride. And then on Wednesday... And Thursday, the months of Tamils and Av, where we look at our love, our love for Hashem and our love for others, because we know that the temple which was destroyed during this time was taken away because of causeless hate, because of irrational lack of unity. And we are going to repair that, reaching out more, more tzedakah, more words, more kindness, giving, helping our fellow to be nurtured in mind and heart, in body and soul. <laughs> and finally, we'll come to next Friday, which is Erev Rosh Hashanah. Erev Rosh Hashanah, where the energy of the old year will go back and the world will shake. It will shake while Hashem decides whether or not to renew his contract with creation. And we will focus all of our energy on that day to repairing this month, the month of Elul. And please, God, we will reflect and be joyous at how much we have already achieved and know that we're going forward 
with tremendous, tremendous merits. We've got it in the bag. And remember that every word of Torah that we say creates an angel. Every word of prayer creates an angel. Every coin that we give creates an angel. And if we give it with joy, if we study it with joy, if we say it with feeling, these are healthy angels. And they will come before God's throne and they will intercede on our behalf for a good and sweet year and many, many good sweet years to follow. We are now able, with that perspective, to actually increase the legion of angels who are going to stand up for us. They're going to speak to us, speak for us. <coughs> so remember, we are not perfect, but together we are strong. Our imperfection is the way God created us so that we can make space for someone else. Man is a complete world. How? By emulating the creator and by influencing creation. When Adam woke up, when Adam was created and first became conscious, what did he say? What were his first words? His first words were, Hashem Melech, Hashem Moloch, Hashem Yimloich, Leolom Boed. God always was king. He is king. He always will be king forever and ever. And then he said, The words in the Lachun Aranana. Come, let us bow down. Let us prostrate ourselves before God, our creator. Our job is to be a leader in creation, to show the godliness and God's hand in everything, to lead all of creation, to connect with God. And how do we do that? We do it by example. We do it by word. And we do it by action. And our thought, speech, and action, our gratitude, are acting like Human beings, Adam, showed the way on that day, looking at all of creation. And what did he see? He saw God's hand, the creator. And if God is the creator, then obviously we have to respond accordingly. We come to realize that he is Hamelech. He's the king. And if we're standing in front of the king, it must be with reverence, with humility, with gratitude, with appreciation for who he is and for who he has made us and that he's included us in his plan to make this world a dwelling place for him. So this is a day of great preparation for a Shabbos of incredible potential, launching a week of remarkable potential. Each one of these days is precious. It's a diamond. How do we achieve the most? We must stand united. We will not break. We will be strengthened. We will strengthen each other. We are contributing to creation. God has filled us with such potential. Let's access the potential. Let's make sure that each and every one of us 
becomes pivotal in changing not only our own our own judgment for a good new year, but the judgment of others and the judgment for all of creation. It's in our hand. Remember, where Hashem has put us now is exactly where we need to be. So many people just want things to change. They will change, but it's up to us. A good Shabbos, a good Zisyar, Shana Taiva Umasuka, all the blessings to each and every one of you and to all of creation. Good Shabbos on a good year.